Hello, uh, my name is David Kalmus. I am the deputy editor for Neuroradiology. Today I am joined on this podcast by Ival Lotan, who is currently a fellow in neuroradiology at New York University and recently finished his residency training at Sheba Medical Center in Ramat Gan, Israel. We are here today to discuss his paper entitled Diagnostic Value of Apparent Diffusion Coefficient for the Accurate Assessment and Differentiation of Postoperative Intracranial Abscesses. Dr. Lotan, welcome to the Radiology Podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for inviting me to, to talk about the study. So our, our, uh, our listeners may have read your study, um, but just even so, could you briefly uh, tell us what you did in the study and what your major findings were? Sure. So in the study, we want to assess the value of um, apparent diffusion coefficient, or ADC, for the diagnosis of postoperative intracranial abscess compared with spontaneous intracranial abscess. Um, we defined an abscess as postoperative or, uh, or spontaneous uh, depending on whether or not uh, a primary neurosurgical uh, um, uh, procedure was performed. Uh, this was a retrospective study, and we included all the patients uh, that had clinical and imaging uh, data over a 10-year period from 2005 to 2015. Uh, so uh, for each patient, we uh, used a dedicated workstation, and we marked three regions of interest uh, on the ADC map, uh, including all the visible uh, area of the abscess. And uh, on, so, so on the upper, uh, middle, and lower plans, and that's why we calculate the ADC value, and we also evaluate the abscess uh, qualitatively for restricted diffusion and for the uh, homogeneity of the diffusion pattern. Um, so we had uh, 73 patients, uh, 30 patients with spontaneous abscess, and 43 patients with uh, postoperative abscess. And we found that on DWI, all the uh, spontaneous abscess had a, a restricted diffusion, and like almost all, like 80% of them had a, a homogeneous diffusion pattern. On the other, on the other hand, postoperative abscess, uh, only 60% of them had restricted diffusion, and only 30% had the uh, homogeneous diffusion pattern. When uh, regarding the ADC value, uh, the ADC, the median ADC values of uh, spon uh, postoperative access was 1.34. So it's almost double the median ADC value of spontaneous uh, abscess. And did, did these findings, the fact that postoperative abscesses do not, uh, are not uh, typical compared to um, the usual restricted diffusion uh, with abscesses, did that finding surprise you or were you expecting it? Well, yes and no. Uh, 
we all know that uh, uh, DWI is a very good uh, 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 method to, to de- for the diagnosis of spontaneous abscess. And we all use it all the time. But our clinical um, experience has suggested that uh, using DWI in the post-operative setting may be misleading. And maybe this is a good uh, uh, place to, to give credit to my mentor and co-author, Dr. Ken Hoffman. Um, we were surprised by the significant uh, difference between the values. Now, um, can you give any pathophysiological mechanism that might underlie the differences in how the postoperative versus spontaneous abscesses are behaving? Okay, a possible explanation um, for this difference may be depressed cellular immune responses uh, for postoperative uh, for patients with postoperative uh, abscesses. Uh, with lower inflammatory viable cell concentration, uh, maybe because of their underlying disease process or therapy. Uh, More explanation can be focal hemorrhage or post-operative fluid collection at the site of the infection, or the use of intraoperative exogenous materials. Another explanation can be that the surgical intervention and also the underlying pathologic process uh, can disrupt the normal anatomy and can lead to uh, dead space with compromised vascular supply. So that result in lower cellular and protein concentration at the site of the infection. Those are all all interesting uh, postulates. Do you have any empiric data from drainages of the abscesses that might point you one way or the other in terms of cellularity, protein concentration, hemorrhage, etc.? So we still don't, we don't have it because it was a retrospective uh, study. We don't have it, unfortunately. Uh, We know we know that um, uh, the relationship between histology and um, restricted diffusion in brain abscess is is uh, complex and unclear. It's unknown, so it is assumed to be due to combination of inflammatory viable cells, uh, necrotic debris, uh, viscosity and macromolecular concentration of macromolecules in, in like protein in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we, we hope that uh, better understanding of this uh, relationship, uh, uh, we will have it very soon. So this, um, this is a very uh, uh, interesting study, and it certainly is provocative. And I think it gets our attention that we shouldn't assume that any uh, collection that's infected uh, within the cranium uh, should have restricted diffusion. Uh, but you didn't look at a group of patients who were post-operative that had sterile collections. And so how can you apply these data in patients who have had a cranial procedure and present with suspected infection 
in the setting of a fluid collection. Can, we, can you extend your data to give a differential diagnosis there, or is that the domain of a future study? To clarify, to clarify, you've shown nicely that it's not at all unusual for post-operative infections um, to have uh, uh, a restriction of diffusion that's unlike spontaneous abscesses. Yeah. However, the clinical question is going to be a patient comes in having had surgery with a collection. You want to know not whether it's spontaneous or post-operative because you know it's post-operative. You want to know is that post-operative collection infected or not? Does your study help or, or are future studies required to answer that question? Yes, thank you. So future, yeah, our study didn't, uh, didn't study this question because what we want to say that, what I already said, that also DWI is an excellent tool for access in the, that without surgery, when we know that there was, that there was surgery, uh, DWI is not sufficient and shouldn't be used as the key modality in this uh, situation. And clinical judgment and clinical suspicion may stay, it needs to be very, to stay very, remain very important. Right. I, I agree. I was asking a leading question, but it seems to me if a patient comes with a, with a, a post-operative, post-operative collection that doesn't have restricted diffusion, you should not exclude the diagnosis of infection. Of and you should pursue it. So I think that is an important teaching point. We don't know the denominator and how many of those patients who are post-operative with an unrestricted uh, diffusion collection are infected versus not, but we know that at least some of them are. Yes. Almost, as I said, almost 40% of the patient without the diffusion in our study actually had proven a, a proven diagnosis of abscess. So, yes. Yeah. No, I think it's it's a very important question and it's a very clinically relevant answer you gave us. Um, and uh, um, we uh, we think it'll be immediately applicable in the clinic. Um, well, I thank you for joining us. Before we finish, is there anything that we didn't cover um, that you'd want the listeners to hear about? Uh, I think we we talked about the main uh, issues of the study. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you for your support of radiology, and we look forward to, forward to future excellent studies from your group. Thank you very much, Dave. Thank you very much.